Transience, improvisation, and collaboration form the basis of Dylan Martorell's music-based art practice. Housed within the conceptual framework of a musical diaspora, his work is drawn to ways in which music travels through space and is affected by changes in geography, climate, culture, and materials to become an agent for cross-cultural reciprocation. Published on Disclaimer are a series of music scores using the growth structures of plants found within the city of Yarra and the city of Moreland. Here, Dylan talks through the processes, techniques and concepts behind these scores that form the basis of a series of sound recordings and interactive walking maps. This is a podcast from Liquid Architecture. Support Liquid Architecture's podcast and publishing through a Patreon subscription. To support head to patreon.com slash liquidarchitecture. I'm Dylan Martrell. I'm a musician and an artist, and I work in the crossover between those two disciplines. I've been doing this for about a decade now, and it started off with just focusing on the, the growth algorithms of plants and just using those to create abstract geometric plans but lately I've started to actually just use the form of the plant and it the plant dictates the way that I create the score and the music so it depends on the plant A lot of the scores that I do are based on two axes. So the horizontal axis is frequencies or notes or notes on a piano keyboard or, you know, some other type of instrument. And then the vertical axis yeah. is usually time. But that changes when I do plants that use like a circular, a circular graph. So that's more about creating interlocking loops and polyrhythms. And so they work in a different way. A lot of the latest scores that I've been doing have been creating polyrhythms, which I can translate with my percussive robotics. So the way that I do those are quite different to a lot of the other scores. But yeah, again, it's just dictated by the plants that I work with, and that's part of the fun, is actually going into the field and being inspired by the different patterns in nature and then they trigger ideas of how they can be translated into scores so there's no one way that I do it. The collaboration between me and the plant is becoming deeper, I guess, on a micro and macro level. Before it was just taking 
pictures of plants and taken them back to my studio, but now it's more about encountering the plant, documenting the sounds at the plant, you know, the environment of the plant, and then creating maps so that people can actually visit the plant and listen to the music that was created in the space of the plant. So it's working on more of a micro and macro level now. The sounds that I create are quite artificial and, you know, represent the structure of a plant in quite a basic way. And so I like to overlay that over field recordings so that you actually sense the sonic environment that the plant actually lives in overlaid by my artificial construct. So in a way, you're not really listening to the plant, you're listening to my idea of playing with the idea of structure. And I guess I've constructed that methodology as um, a way of, you know, encountering the environment in a deeper way. It's kind of like tricking myself, kind of like going fishing. You know, when you're going fishing, it's not really about catching a fish. I mean, it's, it's just about putting yourself in that space and letting yourself um, get a bit deeper. The structure dictates the sound in a way. So there's certain structures that obviously look like they're going to work with, um, you know, polyrhythmic percussive sounds or, you know, sharp sounds. And then there are other structures that look like they will work with, you know, long notes. So I've, you know, constructed scores for church organs and, you know, robotics and all sorts of different stuff. But again, it, it the image suggests how it's going to be translated into sound usually because it's plant scores and it has to be translated into sound and it's quite mathematical it's it's usually based on the structure of the plants rather than the plants but for the next few sets of scores that I'm doing I'm actually going to describe what the plants are and their significance and how they got here and you know lots of different things so I will be getting more into that which I haven't in the past
Oh god, it's really time consuming and painful, I can tell you that much. <laughs> it looks a lot of the time is because I could probably, you know, use a computer program and do it quite quickly, but I like the idea that it's um it's hand drawn and it's on paper and it's quite laborious. Um because it's it's not the way that I usually work. Like my background is a, as an improvising musician. So in a way I created this methodology to challenge myself and to create music that would surprise me because I don't know what it's going to sound like until after the fact, which is the opposite of being an improvising musician. You know, it depends on the score, but where the scores are based on the two axes of time and sound, that's pretty straightforward. So it's basically mapping out, you know, different nodes on the plant, you know, where they branch off and grow. I've been splitting the plant into left and right as well so that I've got a stereosonic field, which is quite interesting. And so there is a clear correlation between the image and the sound when you listen to the music, which I quite like. Like, it's really quite specific. There's no improvisation at all, which I kind of enjoy because I end up creating music that I wouldn't create if I was, you know, left to my own devices and wasn't following the structure of the plants. So it is a real conversation. I mean, it is really precise mapping, so there is no improvisation in the music, but it's always a surprise how it sounds to me um, because I don't get the result until I actually create it with, um, you know, whatever instruments that I choose to create it with. When I first started doing them, I had to use a laptop and sign tones because I couldn't actually translate it to conventional instruments because the the span of the tones was so wide. But then I actually created some specifically for instruments so they could be played. Um, I created a bunch of scores for James Rushford to play on church organs. And um, I'm interested in exploring more of that but a lot of them are quite hard to play as well so like a, a few of them you'd you know need 32 fingers to actually play the keyboard <laughs> so, so a lot of them end up being translated into electronic music but I quite like that combination of kind of you know alien electronic tones and natural field recordings I think they sit nicely yeah. together I mean, this was kind of devised to challenge the way that I usually approach music. And so, yeah, you know, a lot of the time I, I create the score and it's like, okay, how do I translate this into sound now? And so I have to work out which instrument's going to work. And um, But 
at the moment I've got um, some really good sequences that work with polyrhythms really well and so it's becoming easier to translate it into music and then it's just a matter of choosing which sounds to use. Especially with the recent batch that I've been doing where I've been splitting the stereo field and creating polyrhythms with different growth algorithms, it's it's pretty exciting. And now I'm translating that across to the work that I do with robotics, which again is different to the work that I would normally do with robotics. You know, it's a bit of a cliche, but it correlates to the way that a garden grows. There's, you know, different speeds and growth structures all inhabiting the same space, which is what I like in music is when there's different structures all inhabiting the same space and quite spatialized. So in a way I'm trying to replicate the speeds and growth patterns of the natural world through music. I think the later stage is quite exciting because I've become quite specific about the mapping of the plants. Before I I would just take photos of plants and I wouldn't, you know, record where I found them, that type of thing. Thanks to COVID, um, I got three grants through the City of Melbourne, Moreland and Yarra to work on plant scores and the resulting maps of the plant scores. So I'm starting to create like my own map of scores. And um, I've discovered a new app as well called Zone. So you can trigger trigger digital artworks at site-specific places. And so that's how I'm approaching these ones is that people will actually have to walk to the plants and when they get to the plant, they'll be able to trigger the score. You know, eventually I'll have it available for anyone to listen to online, but at first people will actually have to go and find the plant, so it becomes a bit of an adventure as well. At the end of this current process, there will be about 15 to 20 plants dotted around Melbourne that people will be able to go and find the scores for. One thing that I'd like to do with this is open it up to the public more and get other people to document the plants and the sites and I can go to those and and make music out of them so that it becomes more of a public exercise as well.
This recording was produced by Mara Schrettweger for Liquid Architecture on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners of this land and recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Liquid Architecture is an Australian organization for artists working with sound and listening. Support Liquid Architecture's podcast and publishing through a Patreon subscription. To support, head to patreon.com slash liquidarchitecture. Thank you.